This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Gretch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception aid. Frida is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. Frida products are innovative, easy to use, and accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, at Target, and select CVS stores near you. That's Frida Fertility, F-R-I-D-A, Frida Fertility. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we're doing a bit of a holiday theme. We'll talk about why you should set your holiday intention and why shared work can be a problem during holiday season. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who has a very exciting announcement. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Scratch, I am excited to announce that my book, which is called Flower, is coming out. And it can be pre-ordered now on Amazon. Yes. I'll put the link in the show notes for people who want to check it out. It's happiercast.com slash 96. Um, But so tell us a little bit about it. Yes. So I know I've talked about, you know, that I want to write a young adult novel on the podcast. This is actually a different book that I'd already been working on before we started the podcast. And I have a co-author, Shay Olson, who's amazing. She did a lot of the work. I have to be clear about that. So um, I have to give Shay much, much credit for this book uh, happening. But it's a young adult romance. And it's about a um, girl in Los Angeles who's had a tough life, uh, doesn't come from money, and all she wants to do is be the first person in her family to go to college. And so she's decided she's never going to date so that she won't be distracted from her dreams. And yet along comes a guy that she can't say no to, of course. (laughs) You know, it's the story of of their relationship. And it's super fun and entertaining. And I I love it. And it has a great cover. So I just like everyone to uh, enjoy Flower. And when does it actually come out? January 3rd. Okay. So you can't get it for a Christmas present, but you could read it over the holidays. Perfect. Excellent. Okay. So Flower, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So congratulations. It's been in the works for a while. So it's exciting. It's about to hit the shelves. Yes. Thanks, Gretch. So Elizabeth, this week, our Try This at Home tip is to set your holiday intention. And what does that mean? Set your holiday intention? Well, it's a little bit jargony, which I 
definitely try to avoid whenever possible. Like I think the word intention now is getting thrown around a lot, but but it's sort of the way to make this point most succinctly, which is, you know, most of us have at least a few days off around the holidays when we're, you know, we're not at work and it's, we're going to be a lot happier if we know what we intend to get from that holiday. Mm. You know, what do we want those days to hold from us and what do other people expect? What are their intentions so that you can think about, well, can you, achieve your holiday intention? Are you going to have conflict with somebody else's holiday intention? You know, what's realistic? Yeah, you know, this makes sense for me because because of the, the way production works, there's often years where I have a full two weeks off at the holidays. Now, some years like this year, I'm working all the way through. But <laughs> a lot of times right. I have a big chunk of time and I always feel like, oh, over the holidays, I'm going to do, I'm going to clean my office. I'm going to... Uh, go through my closet. I'm going to go to five movies. I'm going to see all my friends. We're going to do family activities. It's like we think we're going to and we're going to go away for a few days. <laughs> and it's like, I think I'm going to do everything. And then, of course, we can't. And then I end up feeling like depressed, like I didn't do what I wanted to do. Right. I mean, that's the thing is, is when you're when you're not clear about sort of what your intention is, what you're hoping to get out of that time, then it's easy to get frustrated because then something doesn't happen or and you know your your dream holiday doesn't occur and you, or you might feel thwarted by other people like you're like well my intention is to do is to rest mm. i'm exhausted i'm at the end of my rope um i've been burning the candle at both ends to throw in every cliched metaphor there <laughs> um and so what i really want to do is re- rest relax take a lot of naps sleep late and then but somebody else wants to have a completely different kind of holiday and so then it's then there's all this conflict because you haven't really thought through well what do i want what do you want how do we achieve what we want together so it seems like people need to just be clear in their own mind and then also communicate with yeah. those around them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of different intentions that people can have. So like one of them, which you mentioned, is like family or friend time. Like I'm going to see all my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have fun family activities. You know, whether that's like making cookies, you're going to go to religious services. You're going to, I mean, you and I, Alyssa, do not watch a game on TV, but others no. do. I don't even know what game right. that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, hangout time uh-huh. um, and resting, which I just said, I think for a lot of people, they, they fantasize it as about a time to like just sleep in and relax. I know for Adam, that's paramount. Ah, yeah. Oh, and then there's sort of your me time, you know, which is like, I just want to read a novel. Yes. I want to I want to just do what I feel like doing. And then I guess some people want adventure like going camping or going out and chopping down their own Christmas tree or taking a trip. Yeah. And then, of course, this is a big one, entertaining. Like you feel like, oh, I'm going to have everybody over. I'm going to cook chili. I'm going to do all these things. (laughs) And then the other thing that around the holidays, a lot of people want to get done is service work. Right. Like, you know, volunteering at a homeless shelter or whatever um, that may be. Right. And so, but the, but I think the, the reason why setting your holiday intention is a good try this at home is that you can say to yourself, okay, well, given how much time I have, what is, is my intention realistic? Like I can't do everything. So what do I really want to get? And also with the holidays, a lot of times you're coordinating with other people. So it isn't even just like, okay, I'm going to plot my own course. It's like, okay, this is sort of what I would like, but then other people have their own set of intentions, which may or may not line up very well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, yeah, it seems like you can learn from the past. So it's like if every other holiday season 
you have not managed to clean out your closet, you're probably not going <laughs> to clean it out this year. So it's like, just don't even set that as your intention. Right. Right. And then don't feel bad if it doesn't happen. Don't feel like, oh, I, I wasted the time or I let myself down because you're like, it's holiday time. I'm not going to clean my closet. I'm going to wait for my sister Gretchen to come. Yeah. Exactly. Then I will clean my closet. <laughs> um, no. And I know that like when so we go to Kansas, you go to Kansas City every other year because you guys switch off with Adam. But we go to Kansas City every year. And one thing I know is I don't like I love to read, but that is not a time when I get reading done. I never like think like, oh, excellent. I'm going to read this long, wonderful novel during the holidays in Kansas City because we're just too busy doing other things. And so don't be frustrated by that. It's just not that kind of time. Yeah. And I know in Kansas City, it's like if you're sitting on the couch reading, someone will be like, oh, I'll sit down and talk to you. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Which it's is great. why yes. we're there. Yes. Yes. It's but yes, it's it's much more that that's what we're doing. I know because I do that to you all the time when I am in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing, Gretch, is the reality of life is that Sometimes we're not going to be able to meet our intention. Yeah. Um, like if you have small kids, rest can be difficult. Or <laughs> if you're, again, with your family or your in-laws and there are certain expectations, you know, you may not be able to meet your own internal intention. Mm. And this is where I love a phrase that you taught me uh, years ago. I don't even remember when, which is if you can't get out of it, get into it. <laughs> Meaning if everyone's going ice skating and there is no way you can get out of going ice skating, <laughs> embrace ice skating, you know, yeah. get into it. Yeah. Like just don't be a curmudgeon because it only it hurts you and everybody else. Right, right, right. If it, I mean, if you're not going to be able to sleep late because everybody else is up and running, just say like, okay, well, you know, I'm up. So how can I get my coffee as fast as possible? Um, now, <laughs> one way where this comes up in um, my marriage with Jamie, I think, is uh, is going to Kansas City. So Jamie's Jewish, and so they didn't have a lot of like tra holiday traditions, you know, wrapped around Christmas, obviously. And so his parents and he they often went on a nice trip during this time. And when we got married, I don't think Jamie necessarily realized that for the rest of his life, he was going to be spending his holiday trip in Kansas City, Missouri. You know, it's and I, every once in a while, he said, like, it would be sort of nice to go on like a fun trip. And I'm just like, yeah, oh. okay, no, that's just not that's just cross that off your list right now, buddy. Um, and he gets that's that. a non-negotiable. <laughs> it's non-negotiable. And he gets it. Um, and he's never made a fuss about it. But to your point, like, it really has I so appreciate the fact that he's just instead of he can't get out of it. So he's gotten into it. He can drive anywhere in Kansas City. He's got a ton of things he likes to do in Kansas City. He's really made it his own because if his intention was like, this is the time when we're going to have an adventure. Mm -hmm. Well, that would be a big conflict in our marriage, because for me, this time is something is spent a different way. Yeah. Uh, in a way that's super, super important to me. So, you know. You just have to come to that place of of, uh, of agreement, of harmony. Yes, it's not easy. And I mean... No, it's not easy. Because also another thing about the holidays, and this is why maybe it's good to set an intention and, as you said, keep it realistic. Like, okay, I can do one thing a day and not try to do 10 things a day is because a lot of times, myself included, people end the holidays more exhausted than they <laughs> began the holidays. Yes, yes. And maybe you need to accept that, you know, that I'm not, this is not going to be the time where I'm going to necessarily, you know, uh, I'm just, I am going to spend a lot of time racing around because it's just that kind of time. So do you have an intention for this holiday season, Gretch? I mean, my intention is just really to spend time with family. 
That's real. That is my intention. And so I'm not going to get a lot of reading done. I'm not going to do a lot of editing on my draft. I'm not going to do a lot of clutter clearing. I'm just going to in Kansas City. And then also when we're back in New York, which, you know, it's like we're doing a bunch of New York stuff as a family. So, oh, that's so it'll be great. How about you? What's your intention? Well, um, this year, Sarah and I are writing a pilot over the holiday. It's actually due January 10th. <laughs> so I um, have an intention to do a lot of writing over the holiday. Um, but the couple of days I do take are just going to be focused family time, um, you know, squeezing every bit of Christmas with Jack that I can out of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let us know if you tried this at home, uh, what your holiday intention is and how it worked for you. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to HappierCast.com slash 96. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. Happy holiday. While the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday to you. Okay, Gretch, so you've got a holiday hack about um, gingerbread houses. Yes, well, I actually have a ha- the, the reason that this is a hack is this is a way to make gingerbread houses that are is far, far easier than actually doing them from gingerbread. Um, because when you and I were little, we made gingerbread houses with mom, and it was it's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is, this is a way that I learned when my older daughter, Eliza, was in kindergarten. They did like a unit on houses and homes. And, uh, and so they, we learned how to make these homes, and it's so easy, and it's, it's so fun. So what you need is a box of graham crackers, like the kind that come in the, sh- the flat sheets that are rectangular, mm-hmm. and tub frosting. Not the, and there's regular frosting and whipped. You don't want the whipped kind because that's lighter. You want the heavier kind because this is like cement, this frosting. Okay. And all, all you do is you take like a piece of cardboard, cover it with tinfoil, and then build a house structure out of the graham crackers using the frosting as the cement, as the glue that's holding the pieces together. And you can build like a little house. You know, it's like got two short sides, two long sides, and a little rec- little triangular roof. And you let it dry overnight. And I mean, that thing dries hard. It is really, really sturdy. And then you can take any kind of candy or pretzels or cookies or any kind of you know, f- sprinkles, food coloring, all that fun stuff. And use the frosting and it's you can have vanilla frosting that you use white or you can dye it 
any color that you want. Or you can use brown frosting, which is like very, looks very kind of like timber. Mm-hmm. And so we just make these, ha- we just make it like uh, three or four houses and use them as centerpieces. And uh, it, oh, that's fun. It's so fun and it's very creative. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to alternate red and green M&Ms for the roof, or I'm going to use pretzel rods to be like a, you know, like a wood fence. And, um, it's pretty easy even for little kids. You might have to build the house for them, but then they just stick the put the frosting on and stick stuff on it. And we've done them for Halloween because you could just make mm. it all like Halloween themed. You could do it for like you know, you could do St. Patrick's Day, make the whole thing green. But it's really easy and it's tons of fun and then they look really professional. They look really good even if they're not very well done. They look really cool. So that is my hack. That's a great idea. Yeah. Even I could pull this off. Yeah. Let me just ask one question. Do you just use a knife or like a paintbrush for the frosting or what do you use? No, we just use a knife. Okay. So that's really easy. Yeah. No, we don't have any kind of special. I mean, you know me. (laughs) We have no special equipment. We have no special skills. It's basically part of the fun too is you go to the, like you go to the drugstore, the grocery store and buy like all kinds of fun candy. Like those ones that, what are they called? Like non-parails. They're like chocolate discs that have like almost look like little snowflakes on them, little white dot. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, it's, yes. just, it's fun to buy them and do something with them. You don't necessarily want to eat yeah. them, but it's like, oh, or like, you know, licorice rounds and, oh, that'll make a great window. It's just fun. Um, and then they're a centerpiece, so it looks very festive. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's my hack. Holiday hack. A graham cracker house. And I'll put and on the, on my website, I'll post some pictures of um, graham cracker houses from from years gone by um, (laughs) if somebody wants to see what they look like. Cool. All right, Gretchen, it is time for a happiness stumbling block. Yes. So I think that a big stumbling block that comes up during the holidays is shared work. Um, And I I love the subject of shared work. And in the show notes, I'll put up a post that I wrote that's one of my favorite posts that I have ever written that is all about the problem of shared work. But I think shared work can be a particular problem in the holiday season. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, I happen to love the holidays, but I think for a lot of people, the holidays really do mean work. Like that's what they think. Like, they don't, and I don't mean writing their pilot. I mean, they're thinking uh, they have to decorate, they have yeah. to buy gifts, they have to run errands, they have to cook, they have to clean, yes. they have to take care of the kids because they're not in school. Yeah. I mean, it's like an overwhelming amount of work for, you know, I think parents especially. Yeah. And there could be a lot of tension around who's doing what. Yeah, exactly. And um, and again, it's sort of like setting your holiday intention if you think about it in, in advance and think about like, well, what's coming up and how do I want this all to play out, then you can get in front of it and take charge of it and think through uh, possible conflicts that might arise so that you can try to keep things maybe more fair or clearer or so it doesn't become such a happiness stumbling block. Yeah, because you can imagine if somebody's like, oh, the holidays are my time to relax. I'm going to sleep late and read. Yeah. <laughs> um, they may not be like, oh, let me run out and get that ham for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's not that necessarily they are trying to be rude or make you do everything. It's just in their minds, this is a time to relax. And people have different ideas. Like, I am very into buying gifts and having everything perfect in that arena. 
Uh-huh. And it's like Adam just doesn't care about that as much. So yeah. he, to him, me saying, well, I'm going to run to Target at 11 p.m., that what seems odd to him. You know, yeah. whereas to me, I'm like, well, of course I have to do this. It's my job to have all of our gifts together, you know, right. and I shouldn't resent him for not, you know, being on top of it because it's it's not his number one priority. But see, I mean, and I think you put your finger on one of the key problems that comes up with shared work, which is people tend to do the things that they think are important and they value yeah. those things. And so they feel, sort of feel like, well, I should get credit for doing that because that's an important thing. But somebody else may just have a different view about what's important. For instance, for somebody, it might be really important to have a clean kitchen all the time. And so they spend a lot of time cleaning the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And somebody else is like, well, why don't we just leave the dishes in the sink or, you know, on the counter until the end of the day? And then we'll just load the dishwasher all at once. They're both perfectly acceptable approaches. But when one person spends the whole day cleaning up the kitchen, then they're going to feel resentment and angry and like they've been put upon. Right. Where somebody else is just like, well... You're the one who wanted to do that. You know what I mean? Again, it's like this idea of like, it's it's not that one person's right and one person's wrong. It's this idea that we both have a different idea of what's important and what needs to be accomplished in order. And, and then sometimes there is the problem where you're like, well, yeah, you might think that, but you get the advantage of having a clean kitchen all day long because I'm the one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, oh, on Christmas morning when everybody's opening their presents, it's so lovely and so festive. Um, and who do we have to thank for that? Um, Elizabeth, who went to Target at, at 11 p.m. Right. You know, so sometimes you, yeah. don't, you don't feel like you get that that recognition yeah. for the contribution that you've made. Um, and then you can, might feel like, or I often wonder if people are kind of free writing. <laughs> yes. And I am guilty of that. I mean, yeah. I know that there's many times I do not do my fair share of work. Partly because, like, if I'm at, like, my in-laws, let's say, and it's cleaning up after dinner. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just feel at a loss about how to deal with leftovers, for instance. So I'll just stand there totally useless while everybody else is packing leftovers and wrapping things up. And I'm just like, oh, well, I don't know how, what to do and how to pack this. Um, I try to just lend moral support. Um, but so I, I relate to the side of this of people who aren't doing their share you know, but I think it's also can be good if like you can give somebody assignment. You're like you hand them a dish towel and you're like, why don't you dry or like here? Why don't you go run to the store and get bagels? It's like sometimes people they're willing to help. But they need an assignment. And and so the thing is, be willing to say like it would really help if you did X, Y, Z, because because maybe they would. You know, um, I think yes. sometimes people assume that if people aren't helping, it's because they're slacking off. And again, it might be just they don't or it's not their kitchen. So they're like, well, I don't want to put anything away because I don't know where anything goes. And it's like, OK, well, I'm going to find another job for you. Right. And then sometimes it's also just being realistic. Like, I mean, as I said, James Jewish. So he doesn't have any kind of particular associations with Christmas trees and Christmas decorations. Which for you and me is huge part of our childhood is just like like all the the emotional weight of of Christmas decorations for us and how we had our own our ornament that we got every year and our collections and and one of the things that's contributed a lot to the harmony of my marriage is I don't expect Jamie to help with Christmas decorations like he's just not interested mm. and it's work you know we have to bring up the boxes from our storage unit in the basement and we set everything up and Eliza and Eleanor get a big kick out of it and the three of us do it and. You know, this year, Eliza said, well, don't we need to get daddy to help? And I'm like, no, he's off the hook here. Mm -hmm. He can help if he wants, but we're not going to expect that from him because it's just he just doesn't want that to be on his to do list. And fair enough. You know, it's just right. And it's that thing where you don't want to it's you don't want to sit there grousing. Yes. Oh, he's not enthusiastic yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, no, I did that like, a couple of years. Well, <laughs> you've couple been of... down that road. <laughs> I did. And then I was like, you know what? I could just let this go. And it's just not his thing. He's a great guy. This is not his thing. And uh, yeah. And, and, and so, again, it's, it's about I don't expect him to share that work. So I don't resent it when he doesn't help. Right. Then that was just like me letting go of uh, an expectation that I had that just wasn't he just didn't feel like that was something that should be something that was that was on his to do list. But I think you're right. I think the key to the getting over the stumbling block is what you just said about if someone's not going to do something, then just let it go. And what you said about assigning tasks, you know, Ooh, yeah. um, because that's how you can make sure everybody is doing their share. So that that it, it seems like you have to do in advance. Like I know when we have people over, I'm always frustrated that Adam isn't rushing to get them drinks when they come in. Yeah, it's like he's just having conversation and not realizing like that it's he's a host. He's a host. <laughs> but what I'm realizing I need to do now is before everyone gets there, I need to say when everyone comes in, just make sure they get a drink. I'm going to be counting on you for that because I have to do this other thing. Yeah. Right. You know, so he knows it's his job right. in advance. Right. Make it all explicit. Well, mom made a good suggestion, um, which we've never done, but it seems like a good idea with shared work is like you could even say things like today's your day to keep the kitchen clean or today's your day mm. to keep the living room picked up or today's your day to run to the grocery store or something. So the people have this sense of like everyone's taking their turn and like now I'm on the hook and now I'm off the hook. And so that there is a feeling like no one's being exploited and taken advantage of. But then also people know know how to sort of do do their job, you know, instead of just waiting for it to occur to them because they just might not think of it. Um, so I thought that was a good idea. Yes. Thanks, mom. Good suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shared work. It's a big one. All right, Gretch. It is time for a listener question. Um, and this week we have a voicemail. Hi, Gretchen and Elizabeth. My name's Jenny. I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania. And I love listening to your show each week. My question for you and something that I'm hoping you can help me with is I am a librarian and I have about 10 volunteers that help me every year. And I love to give gifts. So every year when it comes around Christmas time, I want to get these grandiose presents for my volunteers, but I just don't have enough money to do that. So do you have any suggestions for a meaningful gift for my volunteers? I have a mixture of uh, male and female volunteers that would show them how much I appreciate them but not break the bank. Thanks so much. Bye. Well, that's a great question because I think a lot of people, that occurs to a lot of people, which is I, I would love to give a gift, but maybe I have to get a lot yeah. of people a gift or I just don't have that much money to spend. So I want something that seems nice, but that's not expensive. You know, Gretchen, I think a great thing to do is get something personalized, but that's small. Mm, you yes. know, it's not like you have to get a personalized, you know, fancy duffel bag or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like on Shutterfly, they have personalized notebooks and mouse pads. I think the mouse pads are $10. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get a gift for less than $10 unless it's homemade. Yeah. Yeah. 
But something like the mouse pad, you can imagine, like you could take a picture of all the volunteers and then everybody gets the mouse pad that has everybody's picture on it so that it feels special. Um, or also anything that has initials on it. Again, like if you can find something like a bookmark or something yes. that has somebody's initial, if it does feel more personalized and it shows that you didn't just run out and buy a bunch of something because it, since it's personalized, it shows that it, like you had that specific recipient in mind that it makes it feel more special. Gretch, another thing, if you do want to go the homemade route and really save, um, is the pa- I don't even know how do you say it pomander balls that you used to make. Yes, I made these for years. You take oranges or apples and you stick cloves in them. It's a great thing to do while you're watching TV, and they smell amazing, and they have kind of a holiday look. Yeah, so that's something that's that's homemade. You need a little time to do it, but it's not it's not hard to do. It's just something that you can do while you're like watching TV. Yeah, I have such memories of you making those for <laughs> hours. We would have bowls of those all over. Yes. And they do smell really good and they are festive and seasonal. So I think that's a great option. Yeah, they're really fun. Um, but I would love to hear if uh, other listeners have great ideas. I think this is a thing where we could really come up with a whole inventory of people's uh, solutions to this problem because it's something that many people face, which is what is a good present that seems thoughtful and appropriate, but isn't going to break the bank. So send in your ideas. And Gretchen, I have to say right now, uh, cookie alert, you know, stay away (laughs) from cookies, fudge, uh, et cetera. Yeah. Because you know how we feel about the evil donut bringer. <laughs> it's like we're all struggling to, about, with our health, especially in the holidays. There's so many treats around. Yeah. And our nickname for the person who brings unhealthy food to you um, and tempts you with it is the evil donut bringer. <laughs> so I, I, I wouldn't recommend making cookies um, yeah. as your present. Right, right. Right. But let's have a list of a bunch of other options. That'll be a great thing to have. Thanks for that question, Jenny. That is a great question. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. It's a marshmallow world in the winter When the snow comes to cover the ground Okay, Gretch, you are up with a happiness demerit. What is your holiday happiness demerit? Okay, I think this is probably almost universal. Well, not almost Hmm. universal, because some people really are good about not doing this, but it's like something that I get every year, and I always vow that I'm going to do better, um, which is I love my gift-buying 
and gift identifying too late, mm. you know, and then so then there's that pressure. And I know, you know, keep a list all year round and buy things when you see them. But I'm an underbuyer. I don't really like to buy. I don't like to shop. And then when I do feel like I need something, I usually just go ahead and get it. And I love buying a gift for somebody when I know what they want, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. And in our family, you're ex- it's really expected that you create a list of a lot of things that you want, as well as things, you know, so you're buying things, but you're also supposed to be telling people what you want to make it easier for them to buy good presents for you. And these are little things like, you know, mom said she wants. She said she wanted a pair of oven mitts. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. stocking present glamour. Um, but uh, I just, I, you know, and every year I'm like, oh, I've learned my lesson this time. It's just, it'll be a lot more fun and a lot easier if I just like start earlier. And then I just don't. It just creeps up on you. But yeah. I also think it would help. Um, well, in our family, we draw yeah. names. And I think a lot of families do yeah. that. I think drawing names earlier would help this problem. I mean, I think part of it is you draw the name it, it's so close to Christmas that you're sort of b- behind before you've started. Well, yeah, and by drawing names, it's like all the adults in our family who are going to be together for Christmas will draw one name and then you just buy presents for that adult. Um, right. So, right. Like this year I have mom and mom's probably the easiest one because she is really good at making a list. And that's why yes, she's, she she's easy to buy for. Because, and, it, and it's exciting. Like, I feel like I like knowing that I'm getting her something that she wants. It's not like it takes the fun out of it for me. But you're right. We usually do it the day after Thanksgiving and maybe we should move it up more like Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. OK, um, how about you? Like, give us a gold star, holiday gold star. All right, I give my um, gold star to my uh, mother-in-law and my father-in-law, uh, Ramona and Bill, because they every Christmas make handmade tamales. Mm. And I, th- I may have mentioned on the show before that um, a Mexican tradition is to eat tamales on Christmas. And Adam's family is Mexican-American. And this is something that I've, you know, come to very much appreciate um, about the culture because I absolutely love tamales. And the thing is, it's a real pain to make them. Uh, it's like a multi-day process. Uh, um, and they could just go buy a bunch of frozen tamales <laughs> and, you know, heat them up. But they still yeah. go through every year the process. And you make dozens and dozens. I mean, it's not like, oh, you're making one pan of tamales. You're making, cause they also have a party every Christmas Eve. So you're making tamales, uh, you know, for an army, basically. Right. And so I give them a gold star because it really is one of those things like mom's Christmas decorations yeah. that when you go to their house and they have the tamales, it really makes it feel like Christmas and feel warm and cozy and delicious and fun. So a uh, big gold star for taking the time and the effort during a busy time right. to actually make these by hand. Oh, it sounds so fun. It is. Yeah. Listen, you got to FedEx some of those to Kansas City so we can have some uh, some satellite tamales this year. Yes. Excellent. We will love them. <laughs> And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Set your holiday intention. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you'd like to get an email every time we have a new episode and stay current with the podcast that way, you can sign up for the emails by going to happiercast.com 
slash join. Um, some people prefer to do things through email, though uh, this email will not come to you over the weekend. I have learned my lesson about weekend email, <laughs> so it will come during the week. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.